0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the F-Stops here. We are the Portrait Paradigm. I'm Monica Sigmund here with Michael Taylor, Bev and Tim Walden. Rado should be back in a few more weeks. And uh, last episode, we talked about house cleaning. It's the beginning of the year we're all kind of doing internal audits and looking at what we're offering and our prices and all of those kinds of fun things. And today we wanted to talk about um, kind of how we're going to kick off the year with a marketing plan. How are we going to be held responsible for revenue at this time of the year? It always seems like we we kind of all just say, well, nobody wants to come right now. And um they ate too much over the holidays they haven't seen the light of day they're vampires right like nobody wants to be photographed right now which is true in many cases especially for for location photographers living in those um wonderful snow areas so um so Tim and Bev why don't you guys kick it off and talk about how photographers can be using this time really wisely to make sure that we're making the revenue we need to the rest of the year
1: well I think um one of the things that we made a decision to do a number of years ago was not to kick off a marketing plan the first of the year, but to use the first quarter to develop a plan to kind of kick off from the second quarter all the way back around for a year. And I think it's important because for us, and putting it in writing, being intentional about it uh, is is important. And I think when you when you say, okay, it's the first of the year, what am I going to do this year? And that becomes like on that first date, it becomes your deadline. January 1st, oh my gosh, I gotta be executing my new plan. I, it just I failed at that so many times, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I ever did that.
2: No, right,
1: ever. And I so I had to stop and say, okay, if I really want to build a marketing plan then it, I need to be a little more realistic in doing it. And it has to have a little more time, a little more purpose. It has to kind of go, I have to be able to write one that sucks and make it, make it where it doesn't <laughs> suck. And so I need time to do that. Right. So I said, okay, well, what I can do is I can, I can write a plan out during that first quarter of the year, and then I can start perfecting it. Not, not actually executing it. Some you do, of course, because you're excited and you're able to, but but just writing it down and then the the key kickoff time being that first part of april then you cycle it back a year and if you do that i think number one just d- doing that alone giving yourself 3 months and i know the time they're listening to this we're kind of already into that but 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 it's still, I think it's still timely to some degree or another, and it doesn't have to be the same for everyone listening. But I think that's important. And, and what, what we do, what Bev and I do is we write out a plan, like what are, what are our goals uh, in, in marketing? What are the things we want to do uh, in this new, new year? And then we, we write it out. I don't worry about it being right. I just get more concerned about it being in front of me. And then as as the quarter goes on, Bev and I will maybe during lunch or after lunch, we'll say get a cup of coffee. Let's go back through it. I'll pop it up on the TV uh, here in our our design center at the studio, pop it up and we'll go through it. And I'll go, why in the world did I write that? That's ridiculous. We'll never do that, right? (laughs) That's a dumb idea. (laughs) You mark it out, right? You fix it. And yeah, and then you look at that and go, man, I must have had a brilliant moment. That's a great idea. I would never have remembered it. It's not magic, it's just sweat equity. I think if you're like me, the first time through, it's going to be a little ridiculous. It's going to be overkill. You're not going to be able to do it all, but I would still take that any day of the week over doing nothing. And when I say a marketing plan, I'm not talking about what advertising you're doing. I'm talking about just general structure. Like we talk about, and I know you're going to hit on this too. Like what artist projects, what what uh, portraits by invitation do we do we want to do what are areas that we want to focus on and maybe we want to go out and get a partner like we really really want to get back in right now to uh, doing some pets and you know we're kind of doing this whole thing called the bougie beast you know and it's all all about these high-end kind of building in just a bougie look to, to these, to, to dogs. And, you know, just because that's where the masses can't, can't go. Right. They can't do that. So, you know, we put that on last year, we began to perfect it, but we're not actually executing it till this year. It's taken us that long to get, to get name. And I, and, and if you just want, you want to laugh at me, I'll just go ahead and tell you what we did. I like, I called it forever friends. Right. And then I thought, that's kind of that's corny, corny. <laughs> that's corny
0: but <laughs> i was right? sitting here very
2: quiet yeah i know you're just you
1: being good <laughs> friends like, right forever. so forever so then we changed it to foreign
2: forever because that's not as corny but
1: then i thought you know that just sounds like what everybody else does right so what are we you know what's our brand kind of look like, so it's like that whole bougie because we have the studio thing you know you can really take it to a new level we're gonna
2: of, do like a what do you arc- call it oh the wag bag
1: yeah a little wag bag to go with Oh my gosh <laughs> but I, I don't say that so to tell people this is what you need to do. I'm yeah. trying to give you an example of how it morphs. And so, yeah. since since we all do a lot of teaching, one of the things that that we we did was when I built it, I would uh, I would write it out over the first three months, and, and we'd go back and review it. And instead of eliminating the bad stuff, I just put a line through it and rewrote it in red so i could look at it myself and say oh my god look how much of this has changed so it always had kind of our our core direction and and ideas yeah but it it continued to morph and morph and morph and it's why i say over and over people get tired of hearing it but it's like make a bad plan don't worry about being the right plan just make one and fix it as you go but i think for for me it's about being more intentional You know, in doing that, I think that's important. And as you know, Monica, one of the things that we're big on is building content marketing, you know, that's been big for us, but I've been doing it for years, and I don't know when and if we'll talk about that, but, but building, you know, videos, e-magazines, things that support our brand, because the heart buys the mind justifies so uh, I want some things I can justify through content without talking to people about it. But I also want some like magical documentation. We do a life in portraits, right? Which used to be your life in Portis. now it's called a life in Portis. and we mm-hmm. and and this has all come through each year building a marketing plan, and saying okay, this is a key document for us. Mm-hmm. Is like, but we used to say ages and stages is what we called it, and then we would have. No, uh,
2: started out Tim's timeline.
1: Well, yeah, let's not go back
2: there.
1: That, <laughs> <laughs> that really sucks, but uh, but but it was like it was like the stages were infant, toddler, childhood. Now, you know, the so we're like, oh God, that's just so descriptive. So now we've got the, you know, these, the, the t- uh, time of innocence and wonderment, and we start to describe what you're capturing each time. So again, I'm not trying to, to tell you what each of those things are, but what I'm trying to tell you is when you do these things intentionally and purposefully, and you spend and take the time to do it, it will begin to get like a snowball effect going down the hill to get bigger and better as you go so a lot of ideas that started out kind of corny as i look back and i i'm embarrassed to always share them but in a way i look at them and go yeah but that's what got us to we're
2: throwing yeah right. i think two two keys is one is that you write it down yes because we have like we're not accountable to anybody i mean it's just the two of us so right who pulls who our feet to the fire and who holds us accountable? well now you
1: all do yeah, but, yeah. So
2: you're writing it down <laughs> makes it not only makes it plain, but like if you forget like something, you know, it, it brings it back. And also, I really think teaching holds us accountable. Yes, when you teach, yes. you have to really do, you yes. know, yeah. and and accomplish something with what you're doing. And in teaching, we're learning. I think actually we get more out of teaching than anybody else because. Mm-hmm. It makes us sit and go act you know because we've just been winging it on our own for like however many years,
0: right running
2: our own business. the other's not a president or a CEO that we have to answer to right so I think the I think writing it was really big for us and what's really so silly is that it's taken years like we don't you know, we've been doing this for a long time, but we've been swinging by the seat of our pants for so long that to really actually have a plan and to write it down and to accomplish it is well and times change yeah as a move forward you know i mean we're more corporate minded in a way that way and um, and i think teaching uh immersion class really like we had to write like what you know what are our three words for marketing what you know and when are we going to do this? And what are we going to do? And, and really hold ourselves to, accountable to each other. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I know, I know you have a lot to add here, but I'll end uh, just this comment on this too, is talking about accountability and, and all on this is like, we have uh, a, a, our, our mastermind group, which is, uh, you know, you two and I'm talking to Monica Michael here and then Bev and I, and then Rado uh that that will also be a way to hold yourself accountable yeah, and you all have affected our our marketing in tremendous ways and mm-hmm. I, I hope we have yours but because y- you know five heads are better than one in that in this case and mm-hmm. and so we all get on and you say, well, you know I, I like that, but I wonder if you could do it this way or or I would think that if I heard this I'm not sure I would think of it the right mm-hmm. way. so we hold each other accountable and I think too to right. build this marketing plan if you can include. Uh, other people in the industry, or people that aren't in the industry, that would be an ideal client. I think that's a great way to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I appreciate the uh, charity there because I feel like right now <laughs> I'm I'm like representing the the ninety percent of the listeners out there who are like. Man, I wish I had my act together like those Waldens do. So um, I'm here to relate to you. I am your people. And um, I don't have, we don't have our act together like Tim and Bev do either. So I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, the sympathetic listener Not here, true. but, um, but I, I want to come back to what you guys were talking about writing things down because, you know, we've all heard that a million times and Um, And I think as creatives, we just are, we kind of blow that off. But one thing that's helped me over the years is to just write down, remember we did this a couple of years ago, we wrote down every single idea on a post-it, every single one. And then we started laying them out in priority order, like on the wall or like dry erase boards or whatever, but every single idea got its own post-it. And then we picked the things that we wanted to work on this year. And then it was interesting because, you know, then we, you know, we promptly forgot about all of them. (laughs) We think the (laughs) post-its like fell on, (laughs) (laughs) post-its fell on the floor and, you know, got kicked under the table or whatever, you know, behind the refrigerator. But, um, but it's been interesting because, you know, a couple of years later we come out with something and then I'll come across that original list and I'll be like, oh yeah, that was Something we talked about three years ago or four years ago. So sometimes Mm -hmm. just the act of writing it down plants that seed in your brain, and you don't even realize you're ruminating it, you ruminating on it this whole time. And it's like we say that when you're. Studying a style of photography, you know, study, study, work those images into your brain so that when you get that pose right in the camera room, it looks familiar to you. It feels right. You might Mm -hmm. not say, oh, that's the way that, you know, John Singer Sargent posed this or that or whatever, but it looks familiar. So you're building templates in your brain. So I just want to kind of mention that as a, um, that's as a, an additional reason to write things down, because even when they end up behind the refrigerator, they've, they've planted themselves somewhere in your brain. Yeah. Oftentimes,
1: it's coming back now.
3: Yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, what do you say, Michael? Um,
3: I think I like that idea that you know Tim and Bev were talking about because uh, we, I think, sometimes we panic. You know, because you get to the beginning that. New Year, and there's zero sales, you know, so that that brings that panic, you know, for all of us, Um, you know, even, uh, you know, I had a studio in Southern California for 22, 23 years, the weather is beautiful in January and February and March, it's gorgeous, it doesn't matter, people still don't go outdoors and do portraits, you know, it's still hard to motivate people, irregardless of where you are in the country, because of that time of year. You know, I think um, if you're able to plan out something, where you're doing um, some kind of promotion or a marketing thing, where there's a second part to it. Uh, for example, for a lot of years, I sold portrait certificates. And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do now. But there was a deadline in January, February, March for those to be used. So I always had a bundle of people that had not used those certificates. And I was always busy in January and February and March, getting those, port- those people in to the studio when it was a dead time for me. Now the average sale was about two thirds of what my, uh, was the rest of the year, but I was always busy. I was right. doing one or two sittings a day. And, you know, and that gave me some good cash for the beginning of the year. So that's maybe one thing that you can think about. Um, I do like the idea of just not panicking and coming into this first part and planning the year out. And Monica has been doing some great things uh, with our studio this year. Are you going to talk about some of those?
0: I can. Yes, I can. Um, I think that a you know, that old expression, a body in motion stays in motion and a body at rest stays at rest. And I think we come out of the holidays, like you said, Tim, we're also tired. And then we go to imaging and we're more tired. And then um, we do kind of that bank balance accounting. And we think, well, we're okay for a little while. We just went through fourth quarter, we're flush and we get a little complacent. And, um, and some of that's okay. I mean, mental health like definitely has to be considered. And, um, we all need to, to do what we need to do to restore ourselves, but we can't rest on that for too long. And, and this is the 23rd year of the studio. And, um, this is the first year that I've said, okay, enough is enough. We are going to be proactive in January, February, and March, and we are going to get business in the door. And I think, Um, letting go, I I think I mentioned this last time, letting go of, you know, that thought, that notion that if a sale comes through your studio and it's not your average, it's not as much as your average sale, that it's not worthwhile, you know there is that kind of thinking out there and and mm-hmm. i just want to really discourage photographers from falling into that trap because maybe it's not your average sale but maybe it's an amazing portfolio piece you know or maybe it's the start of of a new look that you want to experiment or maybe it's just a new client that's going to become a part of your family and be a great referral source for you and so there there's different kinds of currency i think at different times of year and with different- different projects. And we have to remember that. And so I think if you can let go of that notion that Everything has to be monetized to the maximum extent. I think that you can have some happy surprises and some other things happening. So, right now, what we're doing is we're being very, very intentional and we're doing a couple of um little model calls for very, very specific purposes, very specific looks and very specific purposes. And and whenever you do a model call or an invitational or an artist project, you, you're you're The market needs to know why you're doing it. You have to have a reason. They need to know what they're becoming a part of, or it can look like you're just trying to get some money in the door, right? It can seem a little insincere. So I do think it's important that you're transparent and explain why you're doing it. It could be I just came back from imaging with a new backdrop, I got new lights, I got new gear, or it could be I saw something in a magazine that I really want to try and I think your kids would be perfect. I love working with them. Could I borrow them? It could be you're refreshing your website or you're making a pledge to be um more present on social media so you're building out your library. Whatever it is, they just need to know what what that is and they want to be a part of it. And so Um, I know that we will have some sales from these sessions and I know that we will have some zeros from these sessions and I am absolutely okay with that and absolutely okay with saying that to other photographers because if I weren't doing it, then I wouldn't be shooting at this time of the year. And I am a better person when I'm shooting when I don't shoot I start to get depressed, I start to go circle the drain I start rocking back and forth with my thumb in my mouth, you know, and so that's just a dangerous place for me to be so I've just decided that I've got to keep shooting and if it's not a paid shoot or a client shoot that this year that I've got to call somebody and bring them in and just stay doing something. We could keep, stay in motion because it's a lot easier to do that than to to get in motion from a stop.
1: That's great advice. And I I think, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I was just quickly going to say, you know, I think people need a reason to do something. Mm -hmm. You know, that sounds so silly, but, you know, uh, selling portrait certificates for a lot of years worked for me because I always felt that people needed an event to come to a portrait studio, be it Christmas, an anniversary, a family reunion, a bridal portrait, things like that. And excuse me, by selling portrait certificates, I kind of created an artificial event. So what Monica's doing, especially with um, using uh, reason to come in as a creating a new product line, or testing equipment or needing to do something for Sony or things like that. It's like just an added layer of reasons to come in and get people to move. So people always need just a little off, you know, to get going on things. Mm -hmm. So I think she's done a really good job at the end of this last year and coming into this year to give people a, a purpose.
1: You know, I think, too, I think, Pete, you're right. Uh, all of that, I would just say, absolutely agree 100% with all of that. And I think one of the ways that we've done it, and it, it, it's 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 just a, a ditto to what you're doing, but but we come at it from this approach is because of the content library that we talked about. Uh, and one of the key um, kind of uh, iconic pieces for us is a life and portraits. There's five different seasons in that live. You know where we're isolating different type of ages to tell people you know you 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 might miss certain ages in a person's life, but never miss this particular season in their life, right? And so, what we do is we have a call out for those particular seasons, so mm-hmm. you know we're looking to refresh this particular um uh a piece, uh, a life important, so we need new imagery of uh, say. Uh, those uh, tweens, maybe you know, it's that that season where, and we call that the age of significance, right? So we say this is where children need to know that they're significant. It's where they're told the meanest things in school. A lot of times, mm-hmm. they start believing all of these horrible things about themselves mm-hmm. that absolutely aren't true. And so, and the reason I bring this one up, we just did this. We had great success. Matter of fact, at the time we're recording it, the, like the the main image on our. Uh, on our website, the, the above the fold is a portrait from that invitation of a 13 year old boy, because we we did a call. out. So we need more current pieces, and we need uh, to really embellish this age because it's a hard age to get people in, and we need to we need them to model. People love to model, as you say, they love being part of a cause. And then I think instead of just making it about photography, we want to make it about the 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 result as I always say or whatever in the fact that by having photographs of children that age you are telling them this this right. is the message you're telling them so all of a sudden they're being invited in and we we provide a credit for them and you're 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 right Monica it's sometimes they don't spend or they don't spend as well but sometimes they do but it's it's wonderful to to kind of uh change this out and 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 the other thing is Used to, if you said, I need new samples, people thought just to the wall, Mm -hmm. but we use samples for everything. Yes, there was websites ages ago, but you'd scan images. It was fewer, harder to do. But now with with our content library, which we talked about earlier, I've got all of this documentation that I'm like, I need to plug these in here and there. So it becomes a trigger. We can use that as a trigger. We can put that document in front of them or that marketing piece, that ebook little brochure and say, uh, we need to freshen this. And I need your help, which I think are powerful words. People, those are very powerful words is to say, I need your help. Cause most people, they do want to help you. And I think they're flattered that you want them to model. Yeah. For sure. And I think when you're hand selecting them from your database too, it can be a win-win. You they're gonna come in and spend too, because you know they haven't been here in a while. And you also know, and I, I will I will say this uh with this young man that that we did. She's like, he would never come in ever if it wasn't
0: So it looks like, um, Tim and Bev just dropped off, but it's, uh, I think what he was saying there is that he wouldn't have come in if it hadn't been the reason, Mm -hmm. you know, a very specific call to action for that. So, um, so all important things for, um, what we do, and it's not just about the samples like Tim is saying, it's about, um, you know, the emotion behind it and the reason behind it and the purpose behind what we do as a, as a whole.
3: Well, you know, I think that's kind of brilliant. It's brilliant in a lot of ways. You know, one is, um, you know, photographing the tweens. You know, it's almost like there's a gap. There's a gap in uh, a, a child's life, uh, your kid's life right, right there. And um, um, you tend not to be photographed that way because of, you know, at that age because of school or sports teams or whatever it is. So, you know, it's a good it's really good to cover that. Um, Because everyone tends to avoid it because people think it's awkward or something like that. But, um, you know, it's a a great time to photograph people because there's a greater good there, like Tim was saying. And I think that's a a brilliant thing. It's to give the kids confidence and a sense of well-being and all that good stuff.
0: And so on our next episode, what we're going to do is talk a little bit more about some of these marketing tools that we can use. You know, Tim has referenced a couple of times today um, his content library that we've kind of watched him build over the last couple of years. And it's been really powerful to see not only how they've built it, but how they use it. I think it's something that we can all aspire to build. And this is kind of the time of the year that we can work on those little projects too. So Um, tune in with us again next week and, uh, we'll, we'll talk some more about marketing tools and marketing plans. Our episodes launch every Wednesday morning, and uh, we sure appreciate you guys. You can find us at theportraitparadigm.com. You can find us on Instagram, follow us individually on Instagram, but we really appreciate all of you. We heard so many nice comments, so much great feedback when we were in Nashville last week, and um, we just really appreciate all of you guys out there listening. So we will uh, be back with you a week from now, and until then, have a great week.